Yeah, bleep the intro song. Okay, sick of it. Don't care anymore. Uh, tried to do it, but I'm sitting on the floor in my new podcast room. I'm hype about it though. Like, see, you made that face. Like, why are you saying all that? Like, are you criticizing our new nice setup and all that? No, you know what I mean. I could, like you said, you just offered me the stool. I could have had the stool. I chose the floor willingly, you guys, because first of all, we have a new setup. It's so nice to not be in our little bar area. Like it was cool. Now y'all don't hear that squeaky chair because I'm not in it. It's too high for this table. One, two is squeaky. So I'm sick of that. The bolts need to be tightened. And three, you make my butt hurt. <laughs> definitely made my butt hurt. All right. We're going to edit that out. No, that's definitely staying in. I was in pain. Pause. Anyway, right. let's get into what's in XT, aka what's next. Let's go. So in EXT, we we got the show opening up with. What the hell? I got headphones in for. I don't even think I need them anymore. I'm not producing much. I might need a sound later. It's okay. Don't worry. Sorry. and Cross interrupting stuff. Go ahead. Versus Danny Birch. All righty. Uh, uh, now, what was that we saw that he was supposed to be on? Danny Burch was supposed to be uh, moving to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen him since we saw that, first of all, on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen him on SmackDown. And second of all, uh, poor, man, what's up? I mean, y'all just y'all just split up Lorkin and Burch, you know? Did, did they just split them up and didn't say anything to anybody? Yeah. They just, they just said F it? Or are they still together and they just getting beat up individually now? That's what it seemed like. It seemed like he's just getting beat up individually now. Uh, you know, Orny Larkin running in with Thatcher. Now uh, Danny Birch. Uh, th- he started off fine. He was doing good. I-, I have no clue what made him think that he should go for the cross face on uh, Killer Cross, first of all. And it's a reason why I'm saying that. It's because he always going to turn any type of headlock or any type of uh, cross face situation into his, you know, cytosuplex. And we know right now that is deft. And then he's just gonna choke you out. So that's pretty much how that match went. I basically, just uh, explained it. It was uh, mm-hmm. it was nice, uh, typical cross fashion so far. I can't wait to see what him and Keith Lee. Uh, I think the big takeaway from this segment was when Keith Lee came out, stormed to the ring. I think he called him a bitch ass, a punk ass. He, he, he said everything that yeah. he said before. Kind of just repeated it. Uh, William Regal apparently gave up on his stance in like a week or two. Uh, of they're gonna have to earn. You're gonna have to earn your title shot. Keith Lee just said he pleaded with where you're going, and he got it now. So, uh, either way, go kill across, and Keith Lee is official for TakeOver 30. And somehow, just because Scarlett kissed the paper after Karrion Cross signed the contract, the, the contract set on fire, and Keith Lee's so blind. Does, does that mean it's null and void? Te- that's, that's fair. Like, right? Shouldn't it be null and void? The whole thing set on fire. Set on fire. That's fair. Uh... First of all, I want to know, like, I get it. The entrance is very cool, you know, but are we supposed to believe that Carrier Cross can just spark fire now? Or can we believe now that Scarlet has fire? It's just, it's, I mean, her lips are fire. Somebody is conjured that, the point? that smoke. So, I, I agree. Somebody conjured all they, they smoke. But, you know, to me, it just seemed like a show put together a nice entrance for you guys. So, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. Let me not kill the business here. But what I'm trying to say is, is that... We had no inkling of supernatural powers before this. They've been warning us that we are in trouble, and, you know, I get it. 
Uh, people are in trouble, and they, like I said, he choked out another guy. Like I told you guys next week, he's just gonna be choking out people. He only had to choke out one more guy though, so I guess Regal listened. Uh, either way it goes, uh, Keith Lee got burned. Uh, I don't know the explanation for how it happened. We just gonna let it. We just gonna let it happen. I guess that's the only thing we just gonna say. They'll probably never do anything supernatural again. Uh, it's that's the weird thing. Undertaker is the only person whose supernatural powers stick around. <laughs> so far, uh, except Kane. Kane, gets Kane, t- yeah, I forgot. Kane too. He got that turnbuckle. Kane, exactly. Kane could burn you at any moment. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks a lot. Whatever, whoever that is. Bruh, thanks a lot. Do yeah, thanks a lot. It, being interrupted on your own show by an outside source, whoever, whatever they were advertising, would not get any pub here. So, what's next? <sighs> Killian Dane versus Drake Maverick. All righty, did so. This, we, nobody cared about this match. Uh, no, nobody cared about this match. Uh, because we immediately were wondering why the hell this match was going on. Even though it was the first time uh, in a while they've done interesting like a big man cruiserweight match, so maybe it's nice to see Triple H don't mind putting little guys in there with bigger guys. Yeah, that's pretty much the only takeaway I can take away from this. But why? No one cared. Because we were too busy looking at Keith Lee on the other screen telling the, the people, "I'm fine. I'm fine." It was 30 people trying to help Keith Lee, and he told he was trying to get away from all of them. He just wanted to fight cross blind. He's insane. Uh, they took him to the hospital. Yes, but you're right. While Drake Maverick, I don't like how the show just, like you said, they just decided to keep going. We just watched the champion get set on fire by something that we can't even explain. As a matter of fact, th- that stuff was so crazy. Do you know that? Killer Cross, let's say Keith Lee, let's say the worst case scenario. This is wrestling, so I can be petty. Let's say the worst case scenario happened. And Keith Lee is like blinded forever. Also, Ray Mysterio, well, never mind. He Ray Mysterio is not blinded forever, right? <laughs> Obviously. Uh anyway, uh, let's just say he had some so let's say he's like Kane. It had burnt flesh, so he got to wear a mask for the rest of his life. You know, Killer Cross and Scarlet are pretty much uh not guilty in court of law because never one of them touched him. They cool. They got an alibi. That fire trick has really took over the first part of this show because I really, really want to know how to do it. It's facts. But anyway, uh, like you said, no one cared about this match. And if nobody in the, nobody viewing the show cared, you know the bookers didn't care. That's why it didn't end up in a no contest. Mm-hmm. And if you know the bookers didn't care, you can imagine the Undisputed Era really didn't care. So Adam Cole and the crew came out, beat up. Beat up two guys in the ring, and Adam Cole had to let people know, let them know, uh, well, not people, let Pat know that, you know, you're fighting a former champion, you're knocking me out with my hands were, you know, not, you know, my hands were behind my back or whatever he said. He wasn't ready for the kick, basically, which we all saw that, too. And uh, Pat McAfee's talking mad shit on Twitter. So, you know, that's pretty much all that I can tell you about that. Uh, uh, They didn't really do much for this angle. I thought since it was such a shocking Little twist, they would give me a little bit more, but I, they want. I guess they're just gonna put it off, and I think he'll be uh, Pat McAfee will be on the show um, next week, so we'll see what they do next in this story. Uh, I'm interested in see what type of wrestling Pat McAfee is gonna do. Is he one of those? I mean, I know he's a fan, legitly, so maybe he knows something. Maybe he's trained a little bit. I don't know. He is a former football player, and we know how much the performance in a love former football players. <laughs> Yeah. They will sign them before they ever sign the twenty-five year old or the twenty-five year independent wrestling uh, right. pro. Right. 
Right. Um. <laughs> so Santos Escobar versus Tyler Breeze. Um. I liked what happened after the match more than the actual match. Well, the match was uh simple. Uh, to be fair to Tyler Breeze, he he gave up a gave a really good fight. Uh, he's an NXT veteran. This is what he does. He's uh he has these solid matches. He's been having these same solid matches for a year. So I was kind of interested. Uh, only but I agree. The only major takeaway I got from the actual match or anything, uh, as regards to uh Santos Escobar is how good he is at just seeming to take pride in his heelish ways. Like, his, his, the smile, the looks he give, he can be such a star. And I know I feel like I'm repeating that every week when I see him, but he does little things every week that just make me feel like, yeah, Dana B should like this guy. He's great. And uh, so, I don't know, hopefully, like again, I'm going to keep saying this, I cannot wait to see what him and Isaiah Swerve Scott uh, is going as we, as I'm assuming that's what you were alluding to being yeah. your favorite part of the segment. Uh, obviously, it was cool to see Isaiah come back, uh, come out there and kind of give the uh, heels a little bit of come up and a little bit of a precursor for what's to come. I'm assuming that match, that final conclusion for the Cruiserweight title will happen at TakeOver. Or maybe, who knows, just a week on NXT television. You never really know. what the ratings is. Yeah, it depends. It depends. Exactly. You never really know. But anyway, uh, I'm not sure. If Brizongo and the rest of the crew, I don't, I don't know where what, what their roles in this story. I think maybe they were just here uh, to help advance the dominance of El Legato I mean, and also they were a little disrespectful. Oh, they deserved it. I agree, one hundred percent. They deserved it. You, you can't come out there with the luchador mask and not be a luchador. I get that. That's just disrespectful. But uh, I'm just saying, once you've beaten them up now in more ways than one, and uh, again, oh, by the way, Fandango, you bring a weapon out there, you're going to get hit with the weapon a lot, most of the time. Like, eight eight out of ten times. Eight out of ten times, you're going to get hit with the weapon. You might hit somebody else. You're going to definitely it. hit somebody, but you're going to definitely take some leaks, too. That's usually how it works. Uh, another, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, man, y'all don't care. Don't be... They really inconsistent because Tom Phillips will be the first one to remind you. I know he went down this week, but he was the first one to remind you, oh, definitely you met a professional wouldn't let anyone do anything without being clear. Why the hell is going to get to walk down the ramp with a separated shoulder or whatever? His arm is in a sling. How you get to do that? Break a, bro- <laughs> a mop? Lucky broke a mop. It, it, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, what, that's very inconsistent, WWE. Thanks a lot. Um, then we had Mia Yim versus Indy Hardwell. She was like, I just Impressive. came back from the hospital. Um... I need to go do this. Girl, I would have stayed at the hospital. Yeah, I, I really think this is very, very cruel. Regal or whoever. Whoever's in charge. Is, yeah, whoever just kept the show going and told me, hey, you better get back. I know your, your boyfriend's hurt, but you, know, you better get your ass back here to the show. <laughs> like, right? No. I'm like, no. He, he got burned by magic fire. In the eye. In the eye. And all y'all did was put a towel over him. <laughs> Right? That's another thing, too. What the hell was that towel supposed to be doing? Did it have something on it? It could have been a wet towel, but that still ain't helping. But that don't necessarily help nothing. Yeah, that don't help a fresh burn. Nah. I've burnt my finger, and you put it in the sink. That bitch will burn through the cold water. Right. (laughs) And that's his corny. Like, come on now. Yeah, this is, yeah, we're talking about. Consult with an actual medical professional putting a towel over people. Yeah, that's why people with actual credentials probably have a hard time watching wrestling. 
Uh, especially when somebody's injured or do hurt things, like the globe looks lazy. Like anybody who know anything about it, like, oh, okay. Of course, how, first of all, how y'all figured that out that fast after Ray I was removed? He didn't go nowhere. He didn't go to no facility when they when they were telling him. We think his globe looks lazy. The EMTs got you. <laughs> I guess. Okay. How the EMTs get that that fast? That's my point. Do it? That's the that's the thing. <laughs> Come on now. They're training staff, but Mia came out with a very dominant win. Um, but she should have stayed at the hospital. I wouldn't be coming back. Mm-mm. Yeah, but, very dominant. I, I don't know how I feel about Indy Hartwell. They seem to be uh, confu- confused. Yeah, they seem to be confused on what they want to do with her. One minute, it seemed like she was going to start winning some matches, and now she's, you know, back basically enhancing for others right now. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, another uh, – this is kind of like that match with last – it's kind of like the one thing I will say. I'm going to get on AW uh, later – for not having any women's uh, anything meaningful for the women to do, well, I can't necessarily, you know, just be like, "Ooh, NXT with the great job," because yeah, they did a great job with uh, with certain things here tonight, and we'll get into it even more because they did they have more than just this, but things like this and the Tegan Mox, the Tegan Knox match from last week, yeah. uh, they just seem like they are just squash matches just to squash or just to have it. Just to have another women's match just, on the card. Yeah, just it's to no fill point. a quota. Yeah, there's no other point. Like, only thing Mia Yim did storyline-wise, like we said, was confirm uh, that Keith was supposed to be okay. Right. That's pretty much it. Oh, other so than that, the match meant nothing. Can we, can we, WWE, y'all done this twice. Can we stop coming to the, the spouse, significant other, to try to confirm? Talk to their doctor. Call the hospital if you're so concerned. I know it's a lot of things in the way with that, but don't don't be coming to the spouse that already got stuff to deal with. They did this with Montez and Bianca. They was like, Bianca, can you give us an update? Bianca was like, boy, tell tell them. Tell them. I'm not fair to talk about this. Fair, fair. And then also, but I also want to point out that if you guys, and if you guys don't follow uh, Mia Yim on YouTube, please go check it out. She has cool gaming videos and other things. Uh, she posted this video. Uh, in the past, talking about her DM. So, I'm, I'm pretty sure she don't mind being associated with Keith Lee more on TV because just judging, I buy them DMs. It's, it's some real messed up people on that get on the internet and try to do so. So, the, the moment I'm in a relationship, if I'm one of the women to work for WWE, I'm claiming them for everybody to see. <laughs> like, let them know I'm involved. Because I don't know about y'all, but I get weird vibes when I see people paying $400 just to ask Charlotte on a date. Like, come on, y'all. Even though at this point, I don't know how y'all don't know she's involved with Andrade. Engaged to Andrade to even make it even more. Not even just involved. Do y'all just think those be just set pictures just for, I mean, they don't, they don't, I don't get it. Either way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I never understand some of the decisions people make. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, On to the next segment. So, it was, it was Damian Priest versus Bronson Reed. Yes, 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 yes. A match I was looking forward to from last week. Uh, the two big fellas did their thing, as always. Uh, especially with, uh, like I said, Damian Priest is my guy. Like, I don't care what anybody say. Like, I'm I'm even calling him his WWE given name now. Because that's how much of a guy. Remember when we talked about how slimy he was? Yeah. And all he had to do was just fall on some steps real, real hard. And ever since then, I've just been like, that's my boy. I still, I still don't get behind <laughs> this. I think it's all a lie. You think he's just setting us up? Mm-hmm. Well, he lost to uh to Thick Boy, 
it was a, it was a nice match. It was a great match. It was uh, really really well done. I loved uh, a lot of the spots. I love uh, I love they have a pretty good chemistry. Bronson Reed is a uh, very very good. I really I'm really impressed with Bronson Reed, and I wouldn't be shocked or surprised at all if he came out on top in that ladder match. Uh, but uh, I like him rolling up Damian Priest. The shock on Damian Priest's face made sense. And anytime a big dude used the dreaded roll-up. Uh, as y'all can see, I had forgot when I first said it. But I got I already remember. I, it's another segment. I'm definitely going to be using the dreaded roll-up. But whenever you got a big fella using the dreaded roll-up, you already know. I did it twice and didn't do it. Sorry, y'all. You can see my producer hand. You know, I got to get it right. But anyway, the point is, anytime somebody uses the dreaded roll-up, you already know that, especially a Bigfoot brother, you ain't kicking out. We got leverage, and we and we laying on you. It is over, son. So uh, I like that. I like the smart finish. I just like the way it was done. I like everything about the match, and I, I was looking forward to it, so I'm just happy it turned out the way it did. So what's next? Really? Did not thank you, Apollo. This is Apollo's podcast debut. It was it was Mercedes Martinez. Stop it. Stop it. Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah versus Casey Cananzaro. Cananzaro. And Caden Carter. Apollo, get out get out of my way. Yeah, he's gonna give me back sass right on the podcast. You be quiet for like months in the living room when we do this. And then now you want to come in here and make yourself be known. So, yeah, if y'all see him, hear him making noise, he's just being uh, whiny. That's yeah, what he, he does. Just, yeah, he's just being himself. Yeah, don't worry. See, he he's even now, he's he really showing out. He's showing out now. But anyway. Everything about this is just wrong. See? <laughs> he's not He's not even usually this loud. <laughs> the Robert Stone brand versus Cat uh, and Carter. Yes. Uh, for, by the way, you would have loved their new their, their little gear they had. They had nice tag team moves. Like, her and Casey worked together really well. I would like, if NXT had a, more of a, like, a tag team division for women, it's, it would be cool to see them included and watch them get better because they they did really good. I really this is the first time in a while that they didn't come out and they just seemed like they were just gonna get squashed. Like this was a, a actual cool tag match that looked like uh at moments they had a chance to win, but unfortunately I think uh especially once Mercedes got in there with Casey at toward the end, we knew that even though Casey was getting her moves in, it was only a matter of time before uh my ogre hit the air raid siren as it used to be called. But you already know, my boy, uh, Finlay, Fit Finlay's finisher. I used to love that move. Uh, and it was over with for Casey. She couldn't take it. It was it. It was done. And that match was what it was. Uh, and then right after the match, Rhea Ripley's music hit. And I just love, I love brawls where, I see, WWE used to run out, especially with their heels. And their heels would run away from baby faces who were run in and all that type of stuff. Mercedes just stood there, like bring it on. Come on, let's throw. And they didn't they didn't have that much of a uh of a match or whatever. I, I wanna say it's my phone, but it can't be because my phone didn't vibrate. So I have no I clue how it vibrates. see wherever it is is on something that Exactly. Okay, cool. So it was on the windowsill. 
But anyway, the point is, we I've gotten all off topic. Apollo, you've thrown this podcast into flux, by the way. Uh anyway though, I'm done. Uh like I was saying, the baby faces, uh the the heel in this situation, it was Mercedes and she stood in there and they had a nice little brawl, nice little teaser for obviously what's to come. Shotzi makes the save as Aaliyah was helping Mercedes. And now I'm like we're going to have a precursor to a nice little tag team match at some point. Maybe at TakeOver, maybe next week. Again, ratings seem to dictate a lot of these things. So we'll see. Uh, either way it goes, I'm excited. And, uh, I, you know, we talked about it. I like how, in a way, we it ended up even. You know, mm-hmm. Rhea had her problems with Rob Stone. Then Shotzi had her problem. Mm-hmm. Then Mercedes, you know, pulled up. And now we got, you know, a nice little proper feud going here. Exactly. Uh, but also, I do want to maintain that every time I see Rob Stone, it just makes me wonder what the hell the main roster has for Chelsea. Is she going to be needing retribution? Stop it. That's trash. That was nasty. Just did not sound good. We're gonna move on. So it was the NXT North American It was the NXT North American Championship Qualifier match. Kushida versus Cameron Grimes versus Mystery Opponent turned out to be Velveteen Dream. Ooh, spoiler. Ah, Cameron Grimes. Shocker. Really wanted Kushida to win this. But we don't always get what we want. Yeah. It was nicely done though. Uh they were fighting. Of course, you know, Kushida's going to be persistent. He's going to fight for that arm. That's pretty much what he does. He had the, uh, yeah, I don't understand him either. Uh, he had the arm bar. He had the, uh, I forgot what he calls it. Uh, man, because Mauro kept repeating it. But it's a Kimura lot, really. But he doesn't call it a Kimura. Cameron? Uh, it's called the cave-in? I'm not talking about him. I'm not talking about Cameron Grimes. I'm talking about... Uh, Kashida's move. She he calls it uh something, and I just the don't cave know. In. No, you're wrong. That is Cameron Grimes' finisher. I'm talking no, about Kushida. It says the technical savage. Oh, that's is Cameron the technical Cameron savage. Grimes. Yes. I don't see that, but all right. <laughs> Cameron Grimes. But anyway, the cave in is the stomp that he do, the diving stomp that he does, okay. and while people are standing. But anyway, he hit that while Kushida had the Kamora lock. On Velveteen Dream, and it was just all time perfectly. Cameron Ground with a perfect, uh, slimy opportunist victory, which is pretty much his style. If you haven't paid attention to what Cameron likes to do, so uh, it was cool. I really liked it, and I agree with you about the technical savage nickname. He probably need more of a uh, thing that you know, maybe grimy. you know, yeah, you know, he's definitely can be a savage, but he's more like a very, uh, he's more like an opportunistic savage. Yeah. I'll say that because he slimy savage. He just slime like exactly. He's slime. He's slimy and he just slides right into position. Like you said, he's always at he said it in his promo before the match. He's always at the right place at the right time. So I love that bit of storytelling. And, you know, I love Cameron Ground. So what I do want to acknowledge is I was genuinely surprised that Velveteen Dream is back. Uh I think they turned him heel on Kushida at the end. As obviously a strategic thing for maybe when fans come back, or just because public perception in general of Velveteen is probably a totally different than what it was before uh, when he had his title match or whatever. And uh, we haven't seen him since that title match, and we all know why. And I, I'm going to be on the same side of that of this fence that I was on at the time uh, about Matt Riddle. Uh, I don't feel like they should have anyone on television uh, without. 
some concrete proof that either the reports were false, something was, whatever it was, something needs to be cleared up. And I don't think, I don't mean just a settlement or, yeah, this was this, because what he was, what he was accused of doing was some pretty disgusting stuff. And I don't think you can just wait a few months and then act like that didn't happen. Right. We need- you can't look at Velveteen Dream, especially the type of character he is, uh, the, the bleach the bleach blonde goatee and everything he's doing now. By the way, he's did he did great. He seemed to be reveling in his uh healness. Uh but we all if you remember Velveteen Dream started out, he's always been arrogant and all mm-hmm. that. Like he just was getting over because of how different and how good his job he was. He's always been arrogant and perfect. He's heel. always been a heel. Yeah, he's always been pretty much a heel character. So uh I don't know where they're gonna go with here go go from here, but I definitely heard and saw a lot of the opinions that were placed about him being back. And I can understand it. I agree. Like, we need some type of explanation. And WWE don't want to give us that. So, it puts you in that space where it's like, ew. Like, bro, like, I don't want to, you know, watch this without really having any, you know, closure or clearance on what happened in that situation. Right. So, uh, yeah, I can understand that. And, but on to the next show as we get into some dynamite. Kaboom. Chicken So we started it off with um, the Dark Order versus the Young Bucks. Um, Tag team appreciation night, so they say. So they say. From the jump. And I'm not going to uh, argue about that. It was in a way, I guess. But, it, uh, you know, Tag Team Appreciation Night. And I also understood why they did what they did. And we'll explain the actual segment for Tag Team Appreciation so I can, you know, so we can actually get. That, that made the most sense about it. But anyway, on to this match. Uh, the Young Bucks doing what they do best uh, against Uno and Stu Grayson. Ooh, somebody uh, getting smacked with some paper when they get backstage. True, true, true. That's facts. It's definitely going to happen, especially because of the Dark Order. The other guys, uh, Allen Angels and John Silver and, Ren- and Reynolds, all jumped the Young Bucks at the beginning of the match. And, uh, you know, even Uno and them started off with an advantage and still couldn't get the job done. They actually had a nice creative uh finish in, in my opinion that it did, didn't it didn't execute the best though that's the only thing i say about it. like it was creative because uh Stu grayson basically just carried i think matt it was yeah by the way nick jackson is definitely the jeff hardy of the matt uh, 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 of the young books not that they both don't do crazy stuff they do but nick comes in on that hot t- he called it the best comeback in the business and it might be because that's just what he does he goes on these crazy runs he does things that that's just insane, and he knows it. And I think that's uh, that's kind of like what Jeff Rowe was in uh, Matt and Jeff's team, you know, do, do the insane spots, but not just a spot monkey. I don't, I don't. That's why I like, I love about the. That's what I love about the hardest. Basically, coining that phrase to me from uh, at least to me. I know somebody may have said it before, but coining that phrase and Matt Hardy claiming that Jeff is a spot monkey and all of that type of stuff. Like I love that phrasing because. It's it's a it's a way to do it, and I think the Bucks and the Hardys did it in the best possible way. Like they they did the crazy spots, but it wasn't just for the sake of doing crazy spots. Right. Every Jeff Hardy big spot I can think of, it had a build up to it. I remember the street fight with Omaga when he flipped off the eighteen wheeler or whatever. He did the small time off the eighteen wheeler. That was a street fight before that that stage. Randy Orton and uh, Randy Orton cheating Jeff Hardy out of the WWE title, and then Jeff Hardy jumping off the stage of the Raw at the time. Like it was all a build up, and it made sense in the context. Yeah, he was crazy as hell for doing it, but it ain't just going out there. Let me jump off something tonight. 
Right, like, look like a dumbass and then leave. Jump. Yeah, I'm just inching the jump off something. So uh, that's what I mean by that. But anyway, uh, they took Matt Jackson uh, to the stage, uh, and they they basically told Alan Angels and the other two, uh, you know, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, to block off that 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 opening that stage part, so Matt can't save Nick. But come to find out, as uh, Stu Grayson and uh, Evil Uno were going for their finish. Uh, Nick Jackson with the nice roll up on Evil Uno. The, the this is the miss execution part. I saw that when uh Stu Grayson rolled through, he had a chance to fin- to, to break up that roll up kind of earlier than he jumped forward. He jumped forward a little bit late on purpose, and you can see that hesitation. But that's just a small thing I noticed. Uh, I feel like they could have executed that a little bit better. But hey, it was still a creative finish, and I love that the most out of anything is when you come up with something different, a different way to end the match. So I like that. Uh, the I, I kind of I definitely wish the Dark Order won that match because I kind of want the Dark Order to uh, stay stay close to around the tag team titles as they can because I just like them. I like everything about them, and uh, you guys will see what I mean even more because I'm gonna be very very excited about something else that's Dark Order related that happened tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, Chili's is in the, is in the Dark Order. That was hilarious. I love being the elite. Okay, you go watch it. Um, MJF. Had a um, a talk with us. I don't want to call it an address. That's too political for me. It's a talk. Yeah, but you know that's what it's what he going for. It's the vibe he going we, for. We, we're talking. He talked to us. The polls are definitely rigged, by the way. Uh, oh. Moxley a negative five thousand or whatever it was. <laughs> While he had uh, I don't know how many like many. percent of the votes. Like yo, it was crazy. I think yeah yeah like you said too many. It was insane. Uh, the promo again, another impressive promo, and uh, I love how uh, even though it was kind of predictable, especially once uh, MJF was sending all his security to the uh, security. to the exits. You know what I mean? He was sending all his secret service, if you want to call them that, to like the entrances that Moxley frequent, which is in the crowd. <laughs> Moxley, of course, came to the actual interest rate way this time. Where did Ward go? You know, he went to the. They, he told them. Oh, it, so he's he went over there too. They all. He told no. MJF told them all to go, and so you, they listened to MJF. You keep at least one with you. I don't even think Warlow's an idiot. He just probably knew that. Okay, no, no, cool. no. I mean, I mean, MJF's an idiot. You keep yes, one that's person. That's fair. MJF is definitely an idiot. You gotta take. You gotta keep. That's what the president would do. Is one Secret Service guy ain't leaving the president. He right. ain't going nowhere. One or two ain't going up anywhere. But anyway, uh, Moxie pulls up. I love the sale of the uh, Paradigm Shift. Uh, great, strong promo. I'm definitely into this match. I can't wait for All Out for Moxley to, you know, get it. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, too. That's a, that's the beauty of MJF record is that impressive, and he's cheated that many people oh, yeah. to where I don't know. I can't sit up here and say that Moxley's guaranteed to retain. He's been a Ooh. pretty good dominant champion so far. And I also think this could be prime time to give MJF the belt. It could be too early, too. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. And I think that's how you know it's a pretty good main event when you got all those questions exactly. that need to be answered. Yeah. Ah, so excited. We're going to pay for All Out. And then we're going to, like, just – we might we might do a, a something for that. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we had the TNT Championship match, Cody versus Scorpio Sky. Scorpio, love that new entrance. Love that new, you know – Um. What do you sky. call it? Yeah. Taunt. Or, or kiss the sky. Taunt. Whatever they say. I think it's touch the sky. Reach for, reach the, for sky. the sky. Reach for the sky. Reach for the sky. That's what it is. Yeah, it's reach
But Cody ain't had it with the nice new design. Right, right. So like, yeah, I you should have waited. We kind of, yeah, we kind of should have known that the new belt wasn't just gonna get. We weren't gonna lose it. We didn't know it was the new belt debut. <laughs> we didn't know that. We didn't know that. That's fair. We had no clue. But by the way, the beauty is gorgeous. Love it. Love the way it ended up looking. Much uh, better. Much I think better. that's another sign that pro wrestling fans need to need to just be patient. Uh, but hey, that's the thing. I'm starting to kind of not agree, but I understand what what Seth Rollins was saying, and I know this is not the WWE part of the show, but uh, he said that you know fans, well, of course, but fans are not wrestling fans these days, or don't like slow burn storytelling, and I do see what he means. I don't think that's true. I don't think everybody is the same, but I do agree that. It's people who proclaim to appreciate good storylines, but they don't even want to wait before they before they don't before they shit on it. Basically, oh, yeah, like like, me like and you, you don't even get a chance to see what it is before you be like, okay, I don't want to see this. Get this out of my way. Me and but, you, me and you, um, when they debuted the retribution thing, it was like, all right, let's see where this goes. If you notice, that's one of the things. Like, if I was to make merch, let's see where this goes. It's probably one of the main things I would put on my shirt. Because yeah. that's basically what I say all the time. Because I'm a big fan of long-term storytelling. I want you to bring up something that maybe I forgot about. Or I want this and that, if you see what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think, I, I think I mean, while our cat is acting crazy on our floor and looking at me like I'm the he one wrong. He's going to give himself a concussion. I don't know what he's doing. He's just headbutting stuff. He's acting, he's acting a fool. While he's doing that. I just want to let you know, I think he's acting a fool like this because he hasn't been allowed in this room. <laughs> so when the door was open. No, no, no. He could he can come he, in here all last night. He fine. But he don't ever come back. You know, he don't come in. He don't, you know why he's trying to come in. He's not coming in here at night when it's not in here. <laughs> but anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, like I was saying, uh, I understand what he means. Some people, the way they act, especially if you get on Twitter, if you get on social media, your perception of what's going on is, uh, okay, he just couldn't be quiet. He ran out quiet, but he had the scream when he got further away. And now he's back. See, the the cat has taken over the show. That's going to be the title of this show. If you don't like cats, you may hate this episode, but that's fine. We don't like you either if you don't like cats. <laughs> Please but, don't, uh, don't play this around your uh, cat aggressive dog. He said, Apollo just said, Elf your cat aggressive dog. Anyway, back but to anyway, Cody and Scorpio Sky. Uh, yeah, so I can actually get into the match. Uh, but yeah, people just thought we, we we shit on stuff way too quick. That's basically what I was trying to say. Like, just wait. Give people a chance. Maybe it'll end up being good. I really feel like a lot of people was wrong about the Dark Order. A lot of people shitted on that ugly version of the TNT belt. Now I'm hearing a lot of people say it's gorgeous. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait and see on a lot of this stuff, people. But anyway... Uh, back to the match. The match again, great like I expected. These two guys uh were definitely gonna have a a good match. We should have known. I kind of, of course, I wanted more. I wanted him to kick. I wanted Scorpio to kiss out, kick out a cross rope. I wanted ropes. a crazy yeah. Put your leg on the rope. You're so close to the rope. Would have been nice, but you know it is what it is. I understand. Protect the crossroads. They're obviously going to a bigger. Uh, obviously Cody's belt or this situation is meant for bigger things and what I mean by that is like I said another Dark Order moment Brody Lee gets on the screen basically outright challenges Cody for All Out 
And I guess we know now that Cody, either he won't be defending, and if he is defending, we know who's going to win <laughs> uh, in the next few weeks before All Out. But I'm pretty sure he shouldn't probably defend it at all. He nah, probably just that's what up, happened. Whenever he get a challenge, he was like, I'm taking just, a I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill on this open challenge stuff. But anyway, yeah, so uh, Brody he, Lee versus Cody. I can't wait to see. I think if it's anything like Brody Lee and Moxley, it's going to be great. Uh, and I am letting you guys know here right now, I want Brody Lee to win the championship. This will be a, another thing that can really get the Dark Order over as something other than something that I like to laugh at. Brody Lee, need, if you're not going to give him the AEW World title, give him the TNT title, give him something, that a reason for uh, those guys to be, to have that allegiance to him the way they do. Exactly. It makes even more sense when he's a champion or when he also, has this, has, uh, you know, that air of, oh, like, I understand being afraid of him, but now they got something more than just being afraid of Brody Lee. He's producing results. To follow him. Exactly. He gets, he gets, he's getting results. Also, especially for these people who are former losers. Did Go you ahead. see Colt? You're right. Did not see Colt Cabana. So Colt might be really so, dead. So exactly. Are they did they are they killing him off television too? Or is he gonna pull? Hey, I got a perfect way to re premiere him though. Just instead of like just keep him in a mask and let him pull up in the dark order gear, oh. full fledged, and all out though. Save it until yeah, give, give him some time and let Colt Cabana be the one to uh, cause Cody to lose. Dope. That's just some fantasy booking I did right there on top of my head. But yes, did not see Colt Cabana at all. Now we're going to do Jurassic Express versus um, Kenny and, and Adam. I don't call him Adam. Kenny and Hangman uh, for the tag titles. Tag team appreciation. I, I'm assuming this is one of the matches we they were talking about, I guess. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, come on. It's, it's, it's Jurassic Express and, you know, and Kenny and Hangman, so you already know. That it was going to be fun, especially when you got Jungle Boy doing what he does in the ring. Like I said, constantly getting better and better. Every week you already know uh, that we already can see that the future is bright for him. Even Mar uh, even Marco's involvement in it was entertaining uh, in the few spots he had. Kenny Omega snapdragoning Marco, then snapdragoning Jungle Boy, and then basically... He basically snap dragging the whole team if you don't if you don't understand how his snap dragging flurries work, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, as they went on, uh, the match like I said went on without a hitch. I think the tag team champions retained uh, again in similar fashion as they tend to do. Poor Jungle Boy had to take the pin unfortunately this time, but uh, you know uh, I don't know who's gonna take those belts off the tag team champions. But I think, obviously, it's going to be a split when it happens. I don't think it's going to be just a team because they beat right. pretty much every functional team that's just a regular team that I can think Maybe of. Maybe Thug and Ruffin? Uh, no, but I'm saying, like, okay, Thug and Ruffin haven't even been in this position, haven't even been close to the top ranking. So they haven't. That's why in their position. But they I'm saying, like, party? yes, they beat Private Party weeks, weeks ago. They beat Dang, the best friend. They beating Jurassic Express now. They beating the Dark Order. Like I'm saying, uh, they beating the Butcher and the Blade. That's they beating the Bucks. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They've beaten everyone pretty much. So at some point, they beat uh, Butcher Bros. I don't yeah. think they. I don't. I, maybe, but I'm not sure if they've even had a title match. If not, I know that Kenny fought the the Lucha Bros. I know the Young Bucks had a rivalry with the Lucha Bros. But I'm not sure if Hangman and, and Kenny has had a chance to do that. But uh, like I said, uh, I expect. Uh, Greatness whenever these two guys are in the ring. And like I said, it's just tough. 
I, I don't know where they're gonna go with this next. So I feel like when they do break up, it ha- or when when they do lose the belts, it has to be something to do with oh, the yeah. breakup, right? It comes, yeah, because it comes down to even the small things. Like they asked them who their favorite tag team was, and Kenny automatically said, "Oh, it's the Young Bucks." And Hangman was like, "I was gonna say us, you know, since you know they're the best." And when we, I think the next segment is the actual tag team appreciation segment, right? Mm, I don't have it on here, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, uh, so they didn't they didn't even talk about the old heads getting in the ring and doing all they no, did. No, they went straight okay. to, to so, shooting them. Uh, right after this segment, the next segment you had the Young Bucks, FTR, uh, in the ring with uh, Arn and Tully, and you also had the Rock and Roll Express, uh, in the ring. So you had uh, you, know, you had two two different generations. Of the pre- basically two of the best of the best teams, so I'm assuming this is why they they had the tag team appreciation night was for that. And uh, after some long promos about how great they all are, basically that's pretty much what I got from it. They all just gay promo. Tully gets the mic, and that's when it gets hype because Tully was like, "Arn Anderson, I still don't." I'm like, "Me," he basically was like, "Arn, me and you ain't cool because yo guy." I still remember you coming out and interrupting what Sean Spears was supposed to do to Cody. So I like that little concept. I like Batoli not being over that. Uh, and Sean Spears coming out like he's about to beat up Arn. That was funny. But uh, Arn was like, oh, yeah, I know what's coming. So I'm I'm getting out. So Arn basically starts to leave. Uh, the young book. Tully basically messed up all the little good vibes they had going. <laughs> uh and then they, they they at more than one, the blonde rock and roll express. I think Ricky Morton. I don't want to be wrong. That's the reason why I did, I didn't. I'm saying their name that way. So Subi, I, I don't know the rock and roll express by name. Leave me alone. I'm not that old. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> I probably just buried some, some old like old some old dude. See this like ugh. First of all, what do you listen? Just a podcast, dude. Whip a snap. You don't even know how to work a podcast. Your son showed you how to do. No, I'm just playing. All right, let me quit being pissed. Whoa. I'm. 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 You're right. I'm. You're right. I'm doing like Max Kellerman and attacking old people <laughs> for no reason. What did old people do to you? Nothing. Nothing. They've been right. nothing but good to you. I just don't want nobody to get on him and be like, "Oh, you're supposed to know he's Ricky Morton." Okay. What's your grandparents? Like, he is. All right, dude. I get it. The blonde dude from the Rock and Roll Express. I'm fairly Ricky certain Morton. that's Ricky. I think that's definitely Ricky. But anyway, uh. He, he he clocks Tully and that that starts a scuffle oh, no. and not all me and fighting right right <laughs> first of all first of all the Rock and Roll Express never stopped by the way we we talked about them we just watched them wrestle a match in New Japan a couple of years ago like them dudes never stop wrestling but anyway uh Tully uh takes it and they 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 get in a scuffle and but in, at the end of the day FTR hits their finish that pile driver move on Ricky drops him around his head. And then they they slide out. They they act like it was nothing personal, but they put their hands up. Personal. You know, Hangman is like come out with his liquor. Like, what are you guys doing to them? To uh to LTR and Kenny was out there. Like, what's going? Like, what the, what is wrong with you? And uh, so I don't know what it was a precursor to, but I think obviously, uh, if not with Arn, it'll definitely be LTR and Tully, uh, maybe and or LTR Sean Spears and Tully. You know, I don't know, but that's what they seem like they're hinting towards. We're obviously going to get that Young Bucks FTR match. And I think that's what all this was. Just another thing. 
to get some. Now, finally, so LTR can show their true heel colors. Right, right. They right. were being, they were playing nice, but now you know they're not. But oh yeah, this is another thing. Tully highlighted. This is another thing. They were all calling themselves the best tag teams in the world. Like they were saying the Bucks is the best. And I think uh, FTR basically put themselves over as, as one of the best or not. And that's when that's another thing Tully said. Tully was like, "Now one of you got now one of y'all the best because y'all ain't the champions." Basically, is what he was saying. See him. So once he kind of planted that seed, I think that's what FTR took it. They was like, "Okay, you're right. We need to stop playing knife. Let's start dropping people on their heads until we the best in the world because we want to be the best." So I liked it. I like this storytelling. I agree. Then we've got sitting is a new smoking. So go ahead and stand. We've got uh, Hikaru Shida versus Heather Monroe. I got to get that off because she said that yesterday, and it, like, resonated with me. I was like, you sure right. Sitting is the new smoking, so don't sit down. Stand up a little bit. Thank you so much, by the way, for saying uh, the poor girl, Heather Monroe's name, because she was squashed in two minutes, So, and I didn't even really have a chance to even know who she was. At, at first, until I realized Kimberly signed uh, an exclusive deal, or I don't know, just a deal with TNA, uh, I was like, did they bring Kimberly back? But no, it wasn't. Sorry, uh, young jobber lady. You, I will learn Heather, your name. Heather. Heather, I will learn your name Monroe. if you keep jobbing. Okay. Like like Marilyn Monroe and the Heathers. Ah, yeah, it's, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. You don't get it. Pop culture reference. It's fine. That's why her name is named that? It's a pop culture reference? I'm, that's how I'm going to take it. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, uh, she, like I said, I told you guys I was going to talk about it. Has to be said. A.W., you guys' women's division is way too underdeveloped, but you guys have way too much talent to for them to only have a two-minute match right. on your y'all main can, show. Y'all can do a tag team cup. Right. You can pull that off, even though it's on YouTube, and I'm not one of those people who's mad that it's on YouTube, but I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's only on YouTube, and you guys only give them two minutes for them. Like, come on. I just know that they can do better than that. Exactly. And uh, with the recent stuff that was going on with Brandy, by the way, just don't give anybody a pass to go bother somebody on their Twitter because you don't think they're doing the job or, or saying the things that you want to hear or whatever it is. I would never condone that. But I will say, I really want to know, Brandy, Tony Khan, whoever is over what's going on in the women's division, why do they only get two minutes out of the show? I understand there's a lot of good storytelling going on for a lot of other areas. Mm-hmm. and But, it, all right, well, I want, I want some shows where it's the reverse of this. Mostly women's wrestling, mostly women's storyline advancing, and then a cut little bit of men. Then, right. and then we'll see how right. angry people is when Kenny Omega don't even get a match, or I people want, get angry when Cody don't even get a, get a match. I want like that's the, what I'm saying. I want like the women's tag finals to be on that one show. It's gonna be on August 22nd. I know, but I want it. I want it to be on that show, like not the final two, but like the final couple. You know. And then they can finish it off on another show, something like that. Like put put. No, they. But I'm letting you know right now that's not happening. I figure, but I you can hope because they, they're doing next Monday is gonna be the regular, the, them last two cup matches, and then the final will be on that oh, Saturday it's only, show. It's only eight teams. Why do I keep thinking it's more than eight teams? You used to those big New Japan big tournaments. Possibly. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now it's time to finish this puppy off. We're gonna talk about. No, this is not the last No, match. it's not. It's time to talk about uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy. I was just right. about to say that, yeah. Okay, let's go. Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. I want to know who. So the the purpose of this match was whoever lost had to pay the $7, other person $7,000. Now, I don't, know if the, I don't know if Jericho has to pay 
seven thousand dollars. That part has not been confirmed. To me. Spoiler: Orange Cassidy won. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Jericho would have to pay, but I know if Orange Cassidy lost, he would definitely have to pay. Uh, I love the way this match was was done and put together. It was another one of those matches where Orange Cassidy showed you why I definitely do agree with Tony Khan and anybody who thinks he's a big star. He's going to be a big star. He can be, and this was a star-making performance. But I do have to point it out, Jericho lost to the dreaded roll-up. You guys know how I feel about the new legendary finish that is the dreaded roll-up and uh, Orange Cassidy. Is obviously no different. He pulled it off in great fashion. You know, uh, they even let him kick out of a, of an inner circle run in, even though everybody will be banned from ringside. Uh, and Hager tried to help out, but Orange Cassidy kicked out, showing that he's better than the, even you know better than the inner circle. He outsmarted the inner circle. Outsmarted Chris Jericho. Orange Cassidy is like a million bucks here, and that obviously was the goal of the entire storyline. The seven thousand dollar stipulation and all that was it crazy? Was this whole storyline over a suit jacket insane? Yes, but man, I do believe that people are definitely going to be taking Orange Cassidy more seriously now, and if they if they weren't already, and this is just another one of those things I put up there with the Pac match with uh I think he had a match with Cody too. Orange Cassidy has these great matches where you see why, like even the little kicks that some people may not understand. He's goading his opponent, like in the within the story of the Jericho match. That's how it looked. He was he would throw the light kicks, and then as soon as Jericho was like, you know what, I'm sick of this, try to swing. Then that's when Orange Cassidy would cut, you know, cut it on super kick out of nowhere or something like that. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what his style is all about. Like yeah, he don't feel like it, but if you get him to that level, he can out wrestle anybody. Exactly. So, like, that's the type of stuff I like about. It. That's what I really love about this character, and that's what I love the most about Orange Cassidy. It was very very good. Dope. All right, that that concluded it. We're gonna go to New Japan. You know we love some New Japan here. And um, first off, congratulations to Yoshihashi, Ishii, and Goto for for pulling out that victory um, against the other half of Chaos. Hell of a six man tag team title match. It was an all Chaos final. Okada and Sho and Yano were their opponents, and Yoshihashi. And uh, you know, Ishii pulled out Ishii and Goto pulled out the victory. Uh it was a, a very, very great, beautiful moment. And that's just another one of those things I try to tell you guys about just the way New Japan books things. It's just it's beautifully done. I really enjoy when they, you know, take people that we've been watched lose a lot or take take things that we notice. Like we all notice, like like we used to talk about it. Tai Chi would talk about Yoshihashi so bad. People would mention Yoshihashi when they would mention people who were underachieving. And now he's a champion and just to see how happy he actually looked and how passionate he was in his backstage comments and all that. It's just it's just beautiful to see and it's just one of the little things the the little but a million of them. It's a million little things that New Japan like to do and that's just one of them that that they really throw in there. And it's just beautiful to see him win a title. You know, uh, and that's what I'm saying. You get enthralled. Like, when the last time you've ever been enthralled by somebody who was a like a career loser, and, and then they come up, and then they, they win their first title, and then they actually get celebrated for winning their first title. Oh, yeah. You know, in the proper way. You know what I mean? Maybe you can think of some moments, but I can't think of anything that seemed as legit and as cool as in recent what, history. especially in recent history, exactly, as to what happened with Yoshihashi. 
So that was definitely a highlight of these last uh, few New Japan uh, shows. He actually starting to look like that headhunter now that, or is it manhunter? No, it's the headhunter. Okay, headhunter that his, he's so named after. Um, some, we're, we're actually really excited for the KLPW, the King of Pro Wrestling Tournament. Each singles match has stipulations, and watching the comments and reading the subtitles have been hilarious for those. Um, anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of things I want to hit, like showing Sonata's the submission story, and the fact that ever since Sonata has ever since Sonata submitted show in the New Japan Cup, he's been determined to get his revenge. They're gonna have a submission match in the KLPW tournament, and uh, it's just uh, I really like also just how insane show is like we just said he uh was in that six-man tag match but he also said he's gonna now ishi goto and uh yoshihashi uh he wants revenge on all of them for beating him so i really do like this whole little uh you know, single show in reality, he probably should get over it. Like in real life, you get over stuff like this. But I love it in terms of you know wrestling, like how he's just like you know they beat me, I'm gonna get them back. He's got a list. Now. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, he's making a list of names of anybody who bests him so he can, you know, get better and defeat him. So that's kind of cool, and uh, I really really like that. I also wanted to uh, highlight the beautiful storytelling between the Dangerous Tickers and the Golden Aces. Uh, you know, that story has uh, continued to evolve as we, we had moments where Kota Ibushi seemed like he didn't believe in Tanahashi at all, all the way until the last two times that they pulled out victories. And Kota Ibushi has, you know, shown that not only do he believe in Tanahashi, that they has what it, have what it takes to regain their tag team titles. And I just love the energy of uh, of uh, Tai Ta Chi and Zach. They, their energy is, okay, well, you didn't, we didn't want to finish you, Tanahashi, but now we're going to take your knee out and we're going to finish you for good. And Kota Ibushi, you're an idiot for not joining us. So I, I, I liked it. I like that story. Uh, I love what Evil and Naito are doing. Uh, I like how Naito is uh, basically seem like I like how Kevin Kelly was setting the scene to where Naito will basically may have to go to all measures to retain his belt. He, he may be have to bring. Yeah, exactly. You are the ungovernable one, is what Kevin Kelly said. You should be ready to step outside those lines because we all know evil is going to do it. You know, we all know Dick Togo is going to be there. So uh, I like that uh, element of that story. I love what Ishimori and Hiromu have going on. Uh, or, First of all, Haram was hilarious and also uh, very, very petty. You know, uh, Ishimura hurt his shoulder, so he came back working his shoulder at breakneck speeds. <laughs> so it was just hilarious. Uh, they're a little back and forth. And I just can't wait for their match in general. I know it's going to be great on the 29th. I can't wait for that title match. And uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Shingo and Suzuki, uh, they – they're literally both threatening to kill each other. Like, Shingo said he's going to put Suzuki in the hospital. Suzuki said he's going to beat the life out of Shingo. So, you know, take, have, take that you know take that with a grain of salt or take it seriously. I have no clue because that's how much they've been threatening each other. But that's it's going to be great. That's how crazy they both are. Yeah, Shingo is insane, and Suzuki, is doesn't his insanity doesn't even need to be explained. And last but not least... I wanted to touch on the, the U.S. New Japan Cup that has been going on over in California, I assume, in the L.A. Dojo. And uh, it's been nice to see. Uh, it's nice to see some of our, you know, familiar Gaijin faces. 
on these uh, American New Japan shows. It's so great to see Tama Tonga back in the ring. Uh, and he beat a game Brody King, I think, last Friday. Mm-hmm. And now he's set to face Dave Finley. Uh, in the next round, and Jeff Cobb is set to face Kenta, and whoever wins out of those two matches will meet up, and whoever wins that singles match will will challenge, uh, I assume will challenge John Moxley, but they will definitely challenge for the U.S. title. So, uh, I don't know, but I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. I wanted to pick who I thought would win, and I love Tom and Tonga, but I was surprised he beat Brody King, and I would be definitely shocked if he can beat Dave Finley. I'm choosing... Uh, but you know what though? I can see, you know, that's the beauty of this thing. This, this new Japan cup can be good. Can go either way. You can see a Jeff Cobb Tama match, or you can end up seeing a Dave Finley and Kenta match. Uh, so I'm going to say that Jeff Cobb is going to find a way to beat Kenta and Tama is going to get in the final, but he won't prevail. And we get us a, uh, Jeff Cobb versus Moxley match. And I think Jeff Cobb is, uh, he's big enough and he's strong enough in my opinion to where Jeff Cobb can pull off the victory with uh, against Moxley, become the U.S. champion. He's uh, he's obviously going to be around for, uh, as far as like in the L.A. dojo more than Moxley can, is allowed to be around. So why not put the belt on on, uh, on Jeff Cobb? So I disagree. That's that's my conclusion. All right. So what where, where did I go wrong? So it's not that you went wrong. I just want Dave to win. This is Dave's singles time. Okay, that'd be nice. That'll be nice. Uh, if that's the case, if Dave Finley wins, I'm going to tell you what I want. There's no more Finn Juice then. I want Juice <gasps> to return and attack his friend for that belt because we all know how Juice feels about the U.S. title. That'll be some great, great heart-wrenching storytelling. So let's do it, New Japan. Now I'm on board with your decision because I get to break up another loving faction. Let's or end team. it here. Let's end it here. You can just, you can just close this out. Bye, you guys. Adios. Adios.